0: What Boneless is? Wings? What's what that say. advertisement yeah. for
1: Wingstop? You seen that on TV? Yeah. What is that?
2: Is that? They're all over like Toledo. It's like
1: a Buffalo Wild Wings.
2: They're, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's their competitor. Yeah, they're they're in Toledo. So it's like a sit down restaurant, or mm-hmm. is it like a takeout? I think they come both. There's That's... one right by Costco, and it's like yeah. in a, it's like look like a Chipotle.
0: It's more like it's a like Coney a
2: Island Buffalo Wild Wings. <gasps> like, they
0: have a lot of different oh, stuff. So that that kind of really turns me off. <laughs> <all right. laughs> no. I, no. I do not like Coney Fair Island. Goods. <laughs> I like
1: wings. Yeah, like hot dogs. No, a Coney Island is a type of restaurant. Around yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, so like up by Flint and down here, and it basically means family restaurant. Yeah. Like our diner could be called a Coney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there would be. That's yes. what that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they serve have... conies, but <laughs> also they'll serve Greek food, pizza, yes, exactly. Mexican tacos, yep, yep. fried shrimp.
2: Yeah.
0: Down
1: home Southern cooking and yeah, they got everything in there. Yeah. It's, funny. it's like the diner in I like the diner in Monroe that has Mother Teresa at the top. That one's new. What's that one? America's Diner. It's Riley right Kroger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't Miss painting? Penny say that was her favorite one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves going. Who likes it? Miss Penny. I love that mm-hmm. place.
2: That used to be called what was it? Fino's. That Fino's. Yeah, my grandparents used to go there a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. It was Fino's, yeah. And then it used to be before that. It was something. It was Burger King, I think. It used oh, to be really? Burger King back in the oh. day when I was little. Wow. Man, I don't remember I that. Think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> BK. I think it was Jack in the Box before that. Really? Got a Jack in the Box up here? Like. Like in the er, 70s, late 70s. <laughs> you weren't alive though. No, I don't remember it as Jack in the Box, but I remember my parents telling me that used to be Jack in the Box. We'd get tacos there hmm. sometimes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I never grew up around a Jack in the Box.
1: Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable. We're really glad you're able to be with us um, today. We're glad to get back um, around the table. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to do this. Um, Pastors of the Roundtable is a discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church and is brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in uh, Monroe, Michigan. Together we want to encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and to connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Sitting around the table with me, uh, again, back together is Tim Michael Angeli, Lead Pastor here, Scott Slater Family Pastor, Matt Bates Music and Media Pastor, and my name is Spencer Snow. I'm the uh, Discipleship Pastor here at the uh, church. Uh, this week, yesterday was Palm Sunday, and today we're recording this. Uh, this is going to be going out the week of uh, Good Friday, the week before Easter um, Sunday comes up. So. Uh, this um, today on this podcast, we wanted to simply talk about the cross and specifically some of the words and the terms that are found in the Bible to talk about talk about what happened at the cross and how, how does the Bible describe what happened? Because we could simply say a really good guy died on a cross and rose again, but that's the Bible tells us what that means for us now, um, what those events mean, and what happened um, 2,000 years ago on a hill outside of Jerusalem. And so that's what we wanna talk about, because Good Friday, which we will be having a service at six o'clock, Yep, six to seven. Six to midnight, I think. Right, we're going to keep
2: a vigil. Yeah, you're staying after seven. I'm to staying do a to. A, I'm going to be leading talk our... <laughs> <and> crosswords. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: will be on my knees. Um, no, uh, so yeah, six to seven. Um, just a, a nice service to remember the crucifixion of uh, of our Lord. It's kind of weird that we, as a religion, celebrate crucifixion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But but we do uh, for a specific reason, um, and so we're going to do that. So uh, we're going to look together. I've cutely titled this crosswords. Um, You're y- proud of that, you know. I, I, <laughs> you can see it in his face. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> I mean, you guys too. Kind of <laughs> like it. I know. I know. You know. Um,
3: it's good. Yeah. That's why the, you it's do catchy. this. It's that's ca- why your catchy. face is If you is were not, really good, you would have actually been able to create a crossword puzzle out of these words, but oh, you have not done that yet. Oh,
1: well. You should do that. Now, you're, you're making me think of like a book with that on the front of it. Yeah. Crosswords and like, you know. You should like, do that it. Was, wow. And then I mean, just copy this book. There yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, that would be, I could probably get <laughs> crossway to publish it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my so gosh. gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's move on. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, um, first of all, we're going to be pulling um, a book. Tim, would you like to point out the book you've got in front of you?
2: The Apostolic Preaching of the Cross by Leon Morris. Yeah, uh, I've got my copy here. I would say it's a more... What's the word? It's not like a devotional book. It's an upper level, yeah. It's a more advanced book.
3: Yeah, it's on language. So and clearly, clearly, Matt and I don't have one. So we're
1: not. <laughs> yeah. We're not yeah. at the level <laughs> yet. Down Down enough. Enough. The, youth, <laughs> the youth guy in the music guy. <laughs> <don't have books.
2: laughs> They're Man. playing with crosswords. We,
3: <laughs> we brought our bibles. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, we
2: brought our bibles. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it is a it's a it's a good book. But it is deep. I mean, it is more academic. Sure, I just guess, be ready is, is if you word. want to read yeah, it. Yeah. Be ready for that. But it just covers um, redemption, covenant, the blood, propitiation, reconciliation, justification, and mm. just really talks about how many times it's in Scripture, how it's referenced mm-hmm. in Scripture, just all that kind of stuff yeah. to give you a good background of it. It's a really cool book. Yeah, if
1: you, it, I mean, it may be dense reading for some, but I think. Um, like I said, if you want a challenge, just be ready to be challenged because it is—it's not—it is a—it's not, um, it, it a, a more technical word study book. But it's very cool to see how these ideas from the Old Testament flow into the New and just help us to see those central crosswork um, of Jesus Christ explained really well. And I think the ideas are really good. And I just want to point out that book because much of what we're going to talk about—we're going to be talking about verses and such—but uh, this book is. F- for me, has been really helpful mm-hmm. um, in, in thinking through this. and I want to give credit where credit's due. Okay, the first word I want to talk about with us on the cross, the word blood. The mm-hmm. word blood. We, we, we see that word is used a lot. We sing about that word. That We use that mm-hmm. word in songs that we sing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Is that your favorite?
2: One of my favorites. I mean, on blood. Oh. I what? was trying to think of that when you were talking. Saw that blood was coming. What's the, What's your favorite song on blood? Is that Uh, that one? Nothing but the blood? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Power in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? Is that a different one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't sorry. It there. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, so I, I want to, like this verse right here, pay careful attention. Paul writes, it to, I did write this. Paul told this to the Ephesian elders. He said, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Hmm. Um, blood is found all throughout the Bible, Old Testament hmm. and New Testament. Mm-hmm. Blood. the whole, the whole Bible is uh, full of this talk about blood. Why 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 is blood significant? Um, what does it mean for us? Um, I'll, I'll I'll look here real quick. I think one of the I'll read uh, from a quote from this book that kind of helps us to understand about blood. He says this. I think this is about the uh, the Old Testament. He says, we conclude then that the evidence afforded by the use of the term, which is the Old Testament Hebrew term for blood in the Old Testament indicates that it signifies life violently taken rather than the continued presence of life available Mm. for some new function. In short, death rather than life. Cause sometimes we'll think about the idea of blood and, and it's true the life is found in the blood, but whenever the Bible talks about the fact that we've been saved by the blood of Christ, it's meaning that we're saved by his violent death, by yeah. his life that he gave up in death. Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't um, take away that there's 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 a violent giving up, dying mm-hmm. idea found in the shedding of blood blood um, in the New Testament yeah. and the Old Testament. What do you guys think about that?
2: There's a lot of other uses in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. I mean, for blood too. Because one of the things that comes to my mind is the Israelites were told not to eat mm. of the blood. And the right. reason I I believe yeah. I'm correct in my remembrance was because that's where the life yeah. of the animal is found in the blood. And so we see that idea of mm-hmm. life in the, in the blood uh, there. But yeah, I mean, all throughout the Old Testament, this blood... Uh, weaves its way through scripture Mm -hmm. even at the very beginning when the animal had to be killed to cover adam and eve right Mm -hmm. there was blood shed Mm. um there and it continues on and there's you probably wonder like i think right now i'm listening through exodus like in the reading plan that i'm in and it gets to the point sometimes you're like that's a lot of talk about blood different blood things (laughs) it's like wow but there's got to be a reason for it there's Mm got to be This you know, and what we see why Mm -hmm. is the importance of blood as we get to the Mm -hmm. New Testament, and or even with Passover, right? With Passover Mm -hmm. and the significance of the blood there, uh, Mm. and then all the way through the New Testament, yeah. But it it most of the time is death. You know, even even with eating the animal, Mm -hmm. death death has happened, right? Or Passover death had to take place. Mm -hmm. Then with Jesus, of Of course. Do you have Mm -hmm. something? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I thought you were just yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: There's always a purpose with death, too. Mm-hmm. Like in the, in the garden when when Adam and Eve sinned, God made for them out of garments out of the skin. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a goat or uh, it doesn't say. Just garments of skins, mm. which assumes that you know, yep. there had to have been an animal that was sure killed mm-hmm. and skinned. Yeah. Sure. Um, so like there, there was purpose in that God Mm -hmm. clothed them. He covered them. Mm -hmm. And then even in the sacrificial system Mm. with Israel, um, the purpose of killing the animal, draining its blood was to atone for their sins at the day of atonement. Mm. So, and then even when you get to the cross, Christ's blood was purposefully, Mm -hmm. uh, sacrificed for the sins of his sheep, those he it mm-hmm. Has come to say. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, blood is a tough thing for us now. I, I, people who pass out when they see uh, when they yeah, see blood. Yeah, is me, that you? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> huh. Uh, Matt would not have <laughs> been a good
1: priest. <laughs> he couldn't have been at the Day <laughs> of oh, 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 oh. I would not have been a good <laughs> no. priest either. No? <laughs> all one the one washings? One. You would, would have loved all the washings? Listen, <laughs> I got the washing down. But I would not have been
0: a good guy. You're doing
2: great at that. But yeah, yeah think about no. I mean, it, when they was just, probably different
0: back then though because like they were used to seeing it you know, from, yeah, from I'm growing sure, up. But. but it
2: had to be a bloody affair oh, going yeah, to that. For I mean, sure. they're putting blood on everything in the Holy of Holies. I mean, when you look at what it was like scatter it everywhere basically. Right. Yeah. That was that's just really foreign to us yeah. today, and and even back then medically, if you think about it, um, if they get cut, that was a way bigger deal then yeah. than now because and right. they'd see the blood and they probably knew of people who died from cuts or mm-hmm. infections, yep. right, and all yeah. these different yep. things. Yep. Uh, so blood really yeah. Yeah. was yeah. a big deal. Well, they deal. had rules. Look, if you get cut, like you have to go wash. Like you have to. Yeah, the stuff with the uncleanliness yeah, and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that.
0: What is that passage in Revelation about? I think it's uh, God making His footstool as an enemy, or His enemies <laughs> a footstool, and the river of blood that
1: flows from mm. it.
0: Do you remember? Do you remember reading? Where is that in mean,
1: Revelation? That, that could be, in, it could be at the very end, Revelation 19. I don't know. Yeah, I've read that before. I'm not sure where yeah. Revelation that is. The but... Bibles in front of us.
2: Yeah, you yeah. too. <laughs> we can look it up. <laughs> 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 the
3: plan of salvation,
1: weights <laughs> and measures. You know. Yeah, blood is all throughout there, and it's yeah. um, it's funny though because that's what we get together on Good Friday is to celebrate <laughs> a death. Yeah. So this it's uh, we often in this life. Uh, and I think it's appropriately so. We, well, I think we've talked about this many different times about how our society currently, um, I think, has distorted views of death, does not know how to realize that actually something horrible has happened mm. here. And that's, we need to just be honest about that. This is re- not a good thing. <clears throat> and similarly, our whole hope. And positive expectation for the future is founded upon a horrible thing by itself, death. Mm-hmm. Our whole hope is in a death that happened. Uh, <laughs> Hebrews 9.15 says a death has occurred. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: mean, think about just how that is such a different religion than, um, you know, the. Uh, for instance, I know Islam, um, Muslims, uh, because they believe in Uh, a Jesus of Nazareth, and they have their own views of who he was. But one of the things about Muslims is that they don't believe that there needs to be, why does God need to kill somebody for me to be forgiven? Our whole religion is built upon this central thing of blood and death. Mm -hmm. And it had to happen or we're not going to be made right with God. God just can't sweep it away. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, this is a central uh, thing uh, to to our to our religion Did you find that
3: passage, Scott? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> I did.
3: I mean, like in in Revelation 19 is the description of mm. of Christ coming on the white horse, and it says that he was wearing a robe that was dipped in blood, mm-hmm. you know, signifying I think that there is, is death. Mm. There think, but, um. mm. I mean, this will be our focus
2: on Good Friday during mm. the service. Like we're you know. We're trying to plan out the service. Service with scripture reading, kind of walking yeah. through Holy Week a little bit, and right. but focusing on on the cross, and you know that is our goal for that day is to focus on the cross, but specifically the blood that was shed mm. on the cross. Not not throwing away the body, like with Lord's Supper. You know we have the body and the blood, um, but just the blood. And what does that and what does that mean? You know because we have those passages about being made clean through blood that don't make sense blood everybody knows you get blood on your pants it's there forever it it stains it's really hard to get out you know all this stuff so to say that blood washes you Mm. well what does that mean and and so we're gonna hopefully focus on that um Mm -hmm. friday for a little bit because you don't want to just pass over that you Mm -hmm. know to the resurrection and i mean that's important too and we'll get there But the blood was also very important. It it had to have, like you said, I mean, our faith, our faith is central on that where Paul would say, we preach Christ crucified. Yeah. You know, he didn't even say Christ resurrected in that moment. We preach Christ crucified. Right. Because the scandal is Mm -hmm. the cross. Right. Right. Yeah. The
1: scandal is that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the resurrection is still
3: tinged in the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a unit. You can't take yeah, one. Yeah, right. You can't take yeah. one without the no. other. And it's, yep. I mean, it is really important. I think some people even would criticize a church to have a Good Friday service where we focus on just the death and kind mm-hmm. of not yet the resurrection part. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll mention it, but mm-hmm. it's like the focus is on the death and why would we need to do that? And there's actually, I mean, we were talking before we stepped in here to record this about people who have kind of, change their Christianity to the point where it's no longer recognizably Mm. Christianity. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, the questions that they come to is, that they don't have an answer for, is why did God have to kill Jesus? Mm. Why did Jesus have to die? Mm. Because if you don't under, I mean, what we're talking about now, if you don't understand the purpose for Jesus dying, Mm. you no longer have Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people who would want to just focus on the resurrection, but not on... His crucifixion and the sacrifice that he was—you lose an essential part of what Christianity is. Um, I mean, it, the, we without the resurrection, you have no Christianity, but you also have no Christianity without the crucifixion. Right. They're right. two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So there is, it, there it is a good thing to emphasize the crucifixion mm-hmm. uh, in that. It
1: really is the sum and substance. Like, we, like um, Tim, you brought out um, about this hour this past week um, whenever you preached on the hour has come mm-hmm. because Jesus is saying if you don't get the last week of my life you don't get me if you don't get the cross and the resurrection you don't understand who I am and what I came to do so so yeah blood death by violence Jesus came to give up his life in, in death so let's talk about how this blood is applied in different ways the, first, the next word I want to talk about is covenant covenant uh, covenants are found all throughout the Bible um, the whole Bible is really structured by different covenants, biblical covenants, um, which are really all united by Jesus and in him and his person and in his, in his work. Um, and covenants simply are when God comes to us, because God in the Bible always initiates the covenant with us. He comes to us, tells us who he is and what we can expect from him and calls us to receive these promises mm-hmm. and to trust him. Um, our response is to believe and repent. And um, so he initiates the covenant, comes and tells us, I am your God, you will be my people, and we respond and just say, amen. Hmm. You are our God, and we will be your people. We'll trust you. And so he tells us what we can expect from him and uh, and all of his promises. But it's interesting how blood and covenant are tied together in the New Testament. Well, they're, they're tied very much so in the Old Ultimate, Testament. Remember yeah. Moses, the blood of the covenant that he mm-hmm. sprinkles, sprinkles on the book and on the people? But then Jesus with the Lord's Supper, this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Paul will say in First Corinthians eleven, twenty-five, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Mm-hmm. Hebrews nine fifteen says that Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant, and he ties it to his death mm-hmm. that has occurred. Uh, Hebrews 9, 16 through 17 talks about this covenant and describes it like it's a will or a last will in Testament and says for where a will or a covenant is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established for a will takes effect only at death since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Hebrews nine twenty. this is the last one I'll talk about right now. This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. So blood and covenant, covenants have to be put into force. By blood, Mm -hmm. and the covenant that God has made with us, um, with the people of God throughout the ages, is you're going to be my people. I'm going to be your God. I'm going to forgive all of your sins. Trust me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What do you want to talk about? Anything with covenant and blood, and just how how this connects us to the the work of Jesus on the
2: cross? Yeah, I mean, you read some of Hebrews, and I—I mean, that'd probably be the place I would send people Mm. to—is Hebrews for for trying to understand this because we see a covenant was made with Abraham, Mm -hmm. right? And so we can go to that, which that had blood shed. Um, And then we see a covenant made with David. And and so then you might wonder why is there, what's this new covenant in the New Testament Mm -hmm. talked about? And Hebrews speaks to that Mm -hmm. uh, in great length about Jesus being the mediator of of this new covenant. And yeah, what has sealed it, what has set it? was his was his death, right? He's the one who initiated that. And so now he is able to be our mediator yeah. between us and God, God the Father, because of that, right? And this is the covenant that was made, so we don't have to, like, like we talked about a minute ago, the whole Holy of Holies and the sprinkling of blood and the Day of Atonement. Mm-hmm. A new covenant was made where that, we didn't need that because Jesus satisfied that. Mm-hmm. And so now I get to go to the Father through through Jesus, through his covenant, right, that has been made set. I go through right. him to be able to speak um, to the Father. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, covenant's another one of those words just like blood where, where you see it kind of like I had mentioned all, all through the Old Testament, right, and then again mm-hmm. in the New Testament yeah. of, this, of this new covenant being made. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would encourage people just to go to Hebrews and, and read that on their mm-hmm. own to try to get a good grasp on the word covenant and what's going on there,
3: I would just say, I mean, again, asking the question of why. You now, why mm. did this have to be part of the covenant? Mm. And you, a way to think about covenants, I, I think I'd be correct in saying this is that a covenant is how God would mediate His relationship mm-hmm. with His people, mm. and it's how we would relate together. But the f- simple fact is, we cannot relate to God mm. or be in a a fellowship with Him mm. as sinners. And so there has to be something to pay for our sin. Mm-hmm. And so that's why blood and death has to be part of that mediated relationship with God. And we have that through yeah. Christ. He is our mediator. Yeah. And so there, that's why there has to be blood mm. that, that mediates that.
1: Yeah, that's really good, Scott. Yeah, because um, in the Old Testament, God said, I'm going to dwell among you with his people, Israel. I'm going to live amongst you. And he did. He put himself right smack dab in the middle of them. But he also had to have priests to guard the way, to put a barrier between him and the people because he's holy. He's a consuming fire. He'll knock them out Mm -hmm. because they're sinners. Mm -hmm. And so what was the message? Well, we need a priesthood to continually put blood Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. there's this blood that's always there to cover the peoples and their relationship because the holy God Is going to make these people his people, but it's always through blood. And so there was this continual reminder: if if you're an Old Testament Israelite, that my relationship to the Holy One of Israel has always mediated through blood. And um, when the priest goes in there, so they did have an access of sorts, but it was always it was clouded because the, the 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 full revelation hadn't happened in the New Testament. But the priest did represent them going into there, but he could only go in once a year and he always had to take blood with him
2: mm-hmm.
1: to get in there and to be in God's presence. But mm-hmm. now that whole complex of blood, temple, tabernacle, priest mm-hmm. comes to us in one package in, in Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Package deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hebrews talks about the uh, the blood of the eternal covenant, the blood um, that speaks a better word and the blood of Abel in this this new covenant so we now have a, a, a better uh, revelation uh, a better covenant with better promises um, through Jesus Christ our Lord because of the blood third of all we have redemption redemption and the idea of redemption is that Christ has ransomed us from our sin and misery by purchasing us with his own blood Jesus said this in Matthew twenty twenty eight. He talks about the son of man, which you talked about this past Sunday, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus is laying down his life in a violent death is the payment, the blood ransom money for our salvation. Hmm. That's the the payment. uh, Peter says that you were ransomed, you were redeemed, you were bought back from the feudal ways of and he says, not with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the idea of redemption? What's our problem if we need to get redeemed? What's the idea of redemption
2: involved? We just talked about this in our Ephesians series, because in Ephesians 1, 7, it says in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, mm-hmm. according to the riches of his grace. Um, which he lavished upon us. And this idea that it cost it cost Jesus a great deal for us to be able to be a part of the family of God. And it's because we he bought us back, right? Mm-hmm. He redeemed us back. And so like you asked, well the question is from from what? Well, from sin, mm-hmm. from shame and from and from guilt the things that separated us from uh, a holy God that, that we couldn't do on our own because, because of our sin nature, because of the sin that is in us. It, it's not a, a hurdle that we can jump over. It's not a mountain that we can climb. It, it's it's not something that we can buy, right? There was There was nowhere to go. We couldn't go to God and make a deal with him because the deal that we see in the Old Testament is perfection. You've got to obey this law, right? And so there was, there was nothing we can do. And the Israelites had to realize this, even after the Day of Atonement, right? They have this big ordeal. We are forgiven. You know, there goes the scapegoat. They go home and they sin. And it's like, well, 365 days and we'll do this again, you know, type of thing. And, and so there's just this big problem. It's like, well, what is the answer to this? I, I, can I buy my freedom? Can I? No, you can't. Only God can do that. And so that's what God has done for us in his son Jesus, is he has paid the price to buy us Mm -hmm. our freedom in him, right? So that now now I am free in Christ. What does that mean? That means I'm not free based on my own merit. I'm not free based off of how much money I have or how much good I've done. I'm Mm -hmm. free based off of the good Christ has done, Mm -hmm in his payment, I think someone once explained it to me like a coupon, which I don't really understand those either to fully write this piece of paper and you redeem it for Hmm. 50 cents or whatever off of, off of the thing that you are doing. Right. And you, you get that, you're, you're given that from that. that, That's a redeeming Mm -hmm. uh, thing that is, that Mm -hmm. is happening there. And you know, I can't buy this thing, but now coupons are coming out. Now I can get it because I can afford it now. Where before, before I couldn't, you know. And with Jesus, I, I just simply could not afford mm-hmm. to pay for freedom mm-hmm. in God. Like, I, we. It's a common saying in our country: "Freedom isn't free." Remember that, right? On on Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and all this stuff, and that's and that's true. The freedoms that I experience as an American, I can look back in history and see it cost a great deal to mm-hmm. many families. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, if, if they didn't lose their loved one to death, lost a lot of time with their loved one because mm-hmm. they were away at war or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be. And if it wasn't for Christ redeeming me, I have no hope of, mm-hmm. of freedom yeah.
3: at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have several biblical images that I think would be uh, understood by a lot of people of like, mm-hmm. I mean, Israel enslaved to Egypt mm-hmm. and Moses sent as a deliverer to free God's people from their slavery or even Israel in front of the Philistines and Goliath coming out against them as their champion mm-hmm. and they have no hope apart from a a savior mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. to to deliver them from that enemy. And so I think what's wrapped up in redemption is the idea that we are enslaved and that we have no ability in and of ourselves to get out of the situation that we've been that we are in. Mm-hmm. And and so the idea of of redemption coming is the fact that s- somebody has come, somebody has been sent as a as a redeemer, uh, to to deliver us from the slavery that we are in to now have freedom. See, that, I think that's one of the struggles that we see in the New
2: Testament with why Israel pushes <laughs> at Jesus. Because, you know, you think about um, David, King David, him becoming king gave him a lot of money, gave him a lot of wealth, gave him a lot of things where now he had the ability to maybe help Israel with that, with these material things. Um, But Jesus comes broke. He comes with no home, right? He says, I don't have anywhere to lay my head. He comes with, Mm -hmm. he comes with nothing. He doesn't have anything. And so what are you going to, how are you going to free us from Rome? You know, you, you have no power. How are you going to, how are you going to do anything? You, you have literally nothing, right? But what he was buying, what he was paying with, was his, his blood, Mm -hmm. his, his body was what he was going to lay down. Um, Because if you think about even Moses, Moses falls short of Jesus. Mm -hmm. What did it cost Moses? I mean, it cost him a change in life. You know, he had to go back It Mm -hmm. cost him. You could say some things it cost him, but never did he have to give his life for Mm -hmm. Israel. He didn't tell Pharaoh, how about this? You let them go and I'll stay and Mm -hmm. just put it all on me. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen because he couldn't do that, right? That, That wasn't it. God still, even in that case, buys Israel back and redeems right. it. Yeah. Right. And, and there, there seems
1: to be language if I remember right, uh, Morris may bring this out in the book, about even with the redemption of God's people out of Egypt there's language that implies that God is omnipotent but it's almost like God expended some of his strength. It caught and we know theologically he right. didn't but he's metaphorically mm-hmm. trying to show us it cost him something to buy Israel back. Mm-hmm. To be his people. Mm-hmm. And there is this emphasis
3: on costliness. And that's what the New Testament writers are saying. I mean, even their, I mean, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt no, you're good. you, but like you're good. even the, the act of what it was that freed them from mm-hmm. Egypt, what was it? Death of the firstborn. It was the death of the firstborn mm-hmm. and the sacrifice the of blood. the lambs and the blood that was put For over second, it. Yeah. So in yeah. that, there was even sacrifice mm-hmm. and blood mm-hmm. yeah. that led to their redemption from slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and then in
1: the New Testament, Jesus saying... Uh, he he. That's why he bought the church mm-hmm. with his own blood. Mm-hmm. It cost him his infinitely precious mm-hmm. uh, blood mm-hmm. to buy us back to ransom us from our sins. So an exchange takes place. We were before in a state of slavery. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we're in a state of
2: freedom. To where Paul will say in Galatians, "For freedom, Christ has set us mm-hmm. free." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the hang-ups, right, for a lot of people because a lot of non-Christians, when you share that language with them, it's like, wait, actually, you're. You're in a system that yeah. you're not free. You got all these rules as a Christian that yeah. you have to follow. I'm actually the one that's free. Mm-hmm. I get to do what I want, but there's a misunderstanding, right? right? They mm-hmm. don't it's like actually you don't get to do what you want. Go go be good for three days. Right.
1: That's right. Go yeah. try to go try yeah. to obey the law for you. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not going to do it, right? right. There's
2: no way. And right. what do you find out? You're actually you're actually a slave to sin, and you can't stop. It's that's mm. and that's really where what Jesus
1: said to the Jews, right? Because they said, "We're children of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anybody." Right. And Jesus is like, "Come on." <laughs> First of all, don't you know your history? Second of all, you know you're under Rome right now. <laughs> yeah. but third of all, I didn't come to redeem you from that. Anybody who commits sin is a slave yeah. to sin, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, they didn't think they were slaves to sin. Mm. Yep. And that's our problem is naturally we, we think we're free. but mm-hmm. yeah, We're so used to living in slavery that yeah. we, we don't know what freedom is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I just remember like, I mean, mm-hmm. we, I think we even sang this yesterday. It was the last song that we sang. Maybe his mercy is more mm-hmm. like the last verse of that goes. Mm-hmm. What what riches of kindness he lavished on us. His blood was the payment. His life was, was the, the cost. cost yeah. We stood neath a debt we could never afford. Yeah. Our sins, there are many. His mercy is yeah. more.
2: Do you remember that off the top of your head? Yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah, we sing that at home. You do? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Like write that, that down? It's like my favorite. I did. Probably one of my favorite It's <laughs> yeah. a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. Newer songs. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's what it's talking about. That's, the, right gospel. There. that's yeah. the gospel.
1: That's the gospel. All right, let's move on. Next word. Propitiation. 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 Five, five syllables. Five word. Wow. <laughs> That's a big word. So uh, this word means that Christ is the wrath bearer mm-hmm. who turns away God's wrath from us and brings God's favor. So the idea is, is as Paul tells us in Romans 1, 18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against mm-hmm. all the ungodliness and righteousness of men who in their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Mm-hmm. So God's wrath is revealed against the whole world and Jesus comes and absorbs all that wrath hmm. and takes it upon himself so that we are set free yeah. and we so he's our shield in yeah. a sense he's our wrath bearer he's the he's the the wrath absorber yeah hmm. you know you think about i don't know if, isn't there the, the we read that book a long time ago the giver do you remember yeah. that book the giver yeah, I remember doesn't that. he take on to himself a lot of things. Do you remember that book?
0: So he's the only one that doesn't take the medication so he can remember what it's like to be fully human.
1: Right. So he has to bear all this pain, right? Yes. Like history, movie.
0: history, is war. Is it a movie? Or it is a movie.
1: They made it book. into a movie. But I remember we were, it it's was pretty good. It's
0: Jeff Bridges, I think, who is the giver.
1: It was a book though when we were kids that we had to do in school yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, but yeah he takes all these things right yeah so and he's so, the
0: one responsible for like remembering the past okay
1: the you know the hurts the pains okay. of society yeah and so Jesus is the one here absorbing all of the the again the idea of wrath of God is that God is this is not just malicious meanness on God God has a holy opposition to all evil and which is good it's justice and the problem is, is I'm evil <laughs> yeah. so his holy righteous opposition to evil comes against me because I'm bad Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus comes and, and absorbs yes. all of yeah. that that anger and hostility
2: mm-hmm. and opposition
1: mm-hmm. and in you will points. find
2: some pushback even in the church world oh, right to will. this mm-hmm. uh, that you people will. need to know because they would say you know how can God pour wrath out on God on himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean right we have right. a lot of things there um, but I don't Know how you get around it scripturally, right? To, right. You know, you might say, "I don't like this about God to think that He would do this to Himself God or needs to His to be Son." Appeased? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But you can't yeah. really get get away from it and get mm, past yeah. it. And yeah. I was thinking, it, it's really hard for us to grasp all that Jesus endured on the cross. I mean, we can, like I mentioned Sunday, I've heard sermons that just go mm-hmm. about crucifixion, mm-hmm. right? All the medical stuff, and yeah. it, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, yeah. But that. That probably a really small part of the what yeah. he was enduring yeah. on the cross that day. Yeah.
3: And it's an important point, I mean, understand what the wrath that's being poured out on the cross because even people who would deny this what we're talking about is like a theory of the atonement. Would look at it the atonement and what's happening on the cross in a different way, in terms of saying that Jesus is being our example hmm. in doing this. But like and and but is we're talking about What's happening on the cross? They would say that's just cosmic child abuse. Mm-hmm. Is like a phrase that's mm-hmm. thrown around yeah. of like that's not what God is like. Mm-hmm. God would not do that to anybody, let alone His Son. Mm-hmm. Which biblically we see that's not that's mm-hmm. not accurate at all. But getting this right is important, and it's it's a natural question that comes up. Like even even a couple of nights ago when we were starting to talk about we're trying to go through uh, Holy Week with our kids at home, and we I was. Talking about this with Nolan and the thing that came up, he asked me the question, does that mean that God is a bad guy? Mm -hmm. Like he asked me that question, like if God would do that to somebody, if he would kill someone, that makes him a bad guy, right? And so just talking about, Mm -hmm. actually, no, he's not a bad guy. He Mm -hmm. is the just judge Mm -hmm. of us all. And we are the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And we actually, he's not a bad guy because we deserve this, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, but, but talking through that, it's a natural question Mm -hmm. that should be brought out, you know?
1: I think a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago this was, but you know the song In Christ Alone where mm-hmm. it has the phrase, the wrath of God. The wrath of God, of God was fast. Right. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah, it may have been the PCUSA, the yeah, Liberals, they, want to get rid of they yeah. wanted to say the love of God was magnified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Getty said no. Yeah, said, <laughs> by the way. yeah, the Getty <laughs> said no, you can't take the song and do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, that's a typical reaction. We don't want to talk about wrath and opposition of God to me. mm mm-hmm. um, but that's what that's what propitiation is all about. Mm-hmm. Is God had to God had to appease himself. Yeah. The yeah. good news is is that he does it himself. I mean, we're even told in Romans 3:25 that God put forth Jesus as a propitiation by his blood to be received mm-hmm. by faith. So God appeases his own wrath for yeah. us because there's yeah. I should have done that. I should have appeased his wrath. Mm. But I couldn't do it. So God, in His grace and mercy, puts forward His only begotten Son mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. A, a propitiation by this violent death and says, now take this and receive this as a free yeah. gift by faith. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, mean, I think that's what it means in Romans 3, 26, when it, He says that, that He might be the just and the mm-hmm. justifier of the one yeah. who has faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean He is both the one holding them accountable, but also providing the means for their forgiveness. Yeah. See, our society is struggling
2: with this right now, which shows that it needs to be dealt with, but Mm -hmm. just with past sins, with past struggles of our country. And how do we reconcile that? Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we get this back? You know, what do we do? And so you see some people like kind of, I don't want to say being sacrificed, but being, Mm -hmm. being dealt with because of past things or because your grandfather did this or whatever. But the battle, I think the struggle is like, how do we deal with, with wrongs and Mm -hmm. how do we do it justly? And how do we, how do we satisfy all of this stuff? Which, which then leads to me to say it's very natural for us to actually understand our need for propitiation. Mm-hmm. It yeah. needs to be dealt with. Like mm-hmm. it, it does need to be dealt with. We're asking the question, well, how are we going to do that now? You know, like take take slavery and things like that that happened a long time mm-hmm. ago. How do we deal with that even still today? There's people still struggling with how do mm-hmm. we do that? Well, you know, get all their names off buildings or tear all their stuff. Does that really satisfy? Yeah. What is that satisfying? Right. Right. And That's why propitiation, again, is so important and why I'm thankful that we see it in Scripture. God actually has dealt with all facets of our need of salvation in Him, and and it's all been satisfied Mm -hmm. in Christ, in the the person Christ. Because without that, we'd be asking maybe those questions Mm -hmm. or still constantly feeling like we have to bring our our sin to God over and over again, our guilt and our shame again Mm -hmm. and again. But no, Christ... Christ satisfied that wrath on the cross completely so that you don't have to. You don't have to bear that wrath mm-hmm. anymore. You know, I don't have to be held guilty for grandfathers or my sin when I was four years old or so. Christ satisfies all of that. Um, and I think that's a, I th- hopefully that made sense, where I think it's a good picture of what we see in society and how the Bible answers the mm-hmm. questions right. for that.
1: I think also for people, people live their lives.
2: you am going to raise my hand
1: up. Still, I think we all do to some extent that we wonder if God really is for
2: us, right? Hmm.
1: Is God a, a, doesn't really love me, um, or we still are suspicious about God? But the truth of propitiation is God has taken all of His opposition and put it on His Son, and none of it on me. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. He's like one hundred percent for you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yes. <laughs> so
1: well, that's the point. He yeah. loves you mm-hmm. yeah. as He loves His Son, yeah. mm-hmm. but we
2: just don't see that in well, this world, right? Is, we don't. We don't see that anywhere in other relationships,
1: right? And that's why mm-hmm. we're we're used to the law. We get the law. yeah.
2: Even we with our law. even we with our law. spouse, right? Who we should be the closest to. Right. There's times you question, why is he washing the dishes? Why did he just fold all those? What's up? What do you? You know, <laughs> <Yeah. or something. laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, but I mean that's right. just very natural for. And a lot of times it's like. Yeah, I want to go golfing this weekend. <laughs> I mean, there is something up. I mean, to be fair, there is something going on there. But with God, we just—we don't have that, but we, put, we just put that thought mm-hmm. on Him. That's why we have that right. question. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I just want to throw this out yep. there. Every week we try to sing a song about propitiation. Have I it, have it labeled differently in our order of worship uh, to where we have revelation, adoration, confession, and then expiation. Which is uh, defined as the act of atonement or the act of propitiation. Uh, so it's Jesus doing those things on the cross for us. So usually before the sermon, like that song, I specifically try to pick a song that has that gospel element of uh, uh, you know penal sacrific- or, uh, yeah, penal, penal, substitutionary. penal substitutionary atonement. Um, PSA, right? Yeah. We're giving people a lot of homework assignments. <laughs> Read this book. Yeah. Look up these E-N-A-L. words. E A L. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I lost my train. Of
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do that in our order of worship. Yeah, we try.
0: We intentionally, I I try to pick a song that has that in it, and there's a lot of songs that have that in it. Yeah.
1: In, in, verse, or
0: in a verse or two or the chorus that so, is the distinctive
1: so. of the christian religion yes there is propitiation yes, available but yes, there yes. is redemption available yes yeah but
2: there is a which death, is sad because this birth. week you're going to see stories of people going on a cross mm. even today well, like in the philippines yeah and they're doing yeah. it yeah. to to show their commitment to god yeah. right and all this stuff and it's it's like you actually don't have to do that because yeah. of the cross <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You you don't, <laughs> you don't need to do that yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. We were thinking about doing that on the front lawn, yeah. But we didn't know with COVID. Yeah.
3: No. We were trying to figure we're, out who in the congregation we wanted to do that. Oh, we, <laughs> had, to, we had
2: some written down. <laughs> 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 right, I'm on
3: wasn't uh, uh, wasn't
0: there a sect of Roman the Roman Catholic Church that that would inflict pain on themselves? Well, yeah. For I mean, that purpose of uh, oh, what are they called? That, mm-hmm. What are they called?
3: I would reference the Da Vinci Code, but yeah. I know that's not real. It's, it's Opus <laughs> yeah. oh God. All
1: right, let's go to our last word. Or right, no, we got two words, two words. Um, quickly. The next word, reconciliation. By his blood on the cross, Jesus Christ reconciled sinners to God. It says, reconciliation, God reconciled the world to himself in Christ by removing all barriers between himself and us. It's interesting, this word was used uh, to talk about marital disputes. And it's even used that way in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 7.11 talks about how the uh, woman should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And I'm not saying there's a perfect one-on-one relationship between um, our relationship with God and a relationship between a married couple. But it is a helpful uh, understanding to, to show that uh, why do married marital couples need reconciled? Well, Because there's barriers between them. Hmm. Um, the Bible will talk about in the Old Testament that your iniquities have made a separation between you and me. Hmm. We're separated. Your iniquities have come between us <laughs> between us. And it needs to be dealt with if we're going to be reconciled. Yeah. And that's a similar picture hmm. that God is trying to show us that there's an issue between him and us. But in Christ, he has taken care of all the issues. Hmm. All the barriers have been crossed. We could not deal with those issues ourselves. Mm-hmm. He came in love and dealt with the issues and comes running towards us. We read about this um, in Romans five ten through 11. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation mm-hmm. three times there. Um, in Rome for second Corinthians five, uh, God, through Christ, reconciled us to himself in Christ. God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Um, uh, Colossians 122, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. So the image of reconciliation, God dealing with those barriers is a, is a picture again of what happened at the cross. It was done, so I, I I cannot deal with the issues between me and God. Hmm. But God dealt with them two thousand years ago in time and space. What do you?
2: One plans? of the words I like to attach with reconciliation. We did this when we were preaching through Second Corinthians five mm-hmm. there in January, is adoption, because. Mm-hmm. You could come away from reconciliation if you just use that word alone to think that, okay, God's satisfied between you and him, we're good. But there's still, not that there's still separation, but we're we're just good. And so I guess in our minds, maybe we think of like a uh, somebody who hurt us and they come to us and ask for forgiveness. You're like, yeah, that that's good. But there's not You're necessarily the friendship, and, you know, there's yeah, still, yeah. I don't want to say separation necessarily, but you know, it's just yeah. what it is. But we don't see that with how God reconciles. Mm-hmm. He He reconciles us, but then also draws us to himself so mm-hmm. that we get to call him father and yeah. be a part of his family. And uh,
3: it's, it's it, a big deal. It's like it points you to the fact that like God, in the work of salvation, God is not just performing some kind of like legal obligations, but he is actually showing us that he loves us. Yeah. You know, each one of mm-hmm. us personally. You know, it makes me think of the testimony that, that was read this past Sunday of how the struggle in this young woman's mind was like, God could never love me. Yeah. You know, but like finally seeing Mm -hmm. through the preaching of the gospel, Mm -hmm. he has shown me that he loves me.
2: Yeah. And that's one of the big errors I think of the past, of like revivalism and different things that we have to be careful with because it can, salvation can be talked about as if it's an act, maybe not even on your part, but maybe on God's part, just to make things good. So just Mm -hmm. come up here and make things good and then go away. Yeah. There's no relationship. There's no loving father and right, a child who adores their father and wants to obey the father and Mm -hmm. honor the father and glorify (laughs) the father and all things. It was just this act that needed to take place. Just come up here and do this and satisfy, be satisfied with God and He'll be satisfied with you and then, you know, you go on and kinda do your thing. Um And then if you
3: ever do it again, just come and do it again. Come and be reconciled again. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that—that yeah, that happens. A system,
1: yeah. it does. This is how I. This is, mm. and if we forget the once-for-allness, mm-hmm. he, he reconciled himself to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the amazing things is is you actually see whenever we tie all of these things to that once-for-all sacrifice, that once-for-all bloodletting that happened. Um. And all of these things happened. It's not like one of these things happened and then they may happen later on. All of these things happened. I was bought Mm -hmm. on that hill outside of Jerusalem. I was set free. God's wrath against me was Mm -hmm. taken care of 2000 years ago outside of Jerusalem. And I was reconciled to God, not because I came to him, but because he came to me and killed his son for me Mm -hmm. and put all of my sin and made Jesus Christ, if I can say it this way, Mm -hmm. he made Jesus Christ Spencer Snow that week and said, I'm gonna treat him like Spencer Snow deserves, and I'm gonna make Spencer Snow look like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's love. Mm-hmm. That's completeness, uh, comprehensiveness um, in, the, in the cross of Jesus Christ. So yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, reconciliation, last word, very big for us as Protestants, mm-hmm. justification. Uh, justification is a legal term, so reconciliation can be a very personal term, or hmm. uh, sure. reconciled. So it's kind of a warmer term. Uh, propitiation, yes, it's warm because God's wrath is described as fire. <laughs> um, but no, uh, i, maybe I, should, I <laughs> uh, Ask oh, sorry, as Nadab and Abihu. That was that was that was not appropriate. Oh, um, <laughs> redemption again, a very personal term. Justification can feel cold. Um, Maybe, but maybe that's because we. But but I think Tim, one of the you you your family has really illustrated to all of us the power of, uh, whenever, whenever your daughter was adopted. Oh, I was gonna say, where's he going? With this? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I the saw mafia coming record. out. Right I saw your court record in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> was <just> <laughs> Tim was pulled over for speeding. Uh, no, um, whenever <laughs> your daughter was adopted, you don't mind me bring that up, yeah. Um. And it was a legal setting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, utterly powerful. Because th- that was one of the wonderful things, though, is it was solemn. But it, and and mm-hmm. and um, but in some ways, the, the most solemn things are the most powerful things that stick with you. And seeing that transaction happen mm-hmm. um, reminds me of how justification is so important, mm-hmm. because it may seem really abstract and legal, but wow. Christ meets the law's demands for us on the cross so that God accepts Mm -hmm. us in his justice and says, you've met the law's demands.
2: The legal legal act has to take place, right? I mean, it seems annoying. So I guess another, like, even in marriage today, you know, we do a ceremony with a couple. Yay! And they go off. If they leave without signing this piece of paper... You aren't married according yeah. to the law. the law. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you need to come back and sign this paper yeah. and yep. then I'll send it off. Right. And now you are legally, you are legally right. married and signally, legally, legally, this sign. <laughs> I, I mean, goodness. this paper, it might seem annoying to do, you know And I mean? What do I gotta, why do I have to do this? Because that's what the law states needs mm-hmm. to be done. Same reason when you turn 16, yeah. you have to go in and get your license. You can't just start driving. The law says you got to go and wait in that dumb line and talk to someone who probably aren't too happy with their mm-hmm. job, right? And do it. Right. You have to do these things <laughs> mm-hmm. to satisfy mm-hmm. the law. Right. Conform to the law. You have to. Meet you have to do that, right? And um, yeah, it's not oftentimes fun, but. What we learn very quickly in the Bible is we haven't conformed to the law. In fact, I can't. I try and I can't and I can't. And so legally, I'm a few I'm I'm a felon, right? Legally I'm I'm I've fallen to the law and I <laughs> I should be under the weight of the law completely. And so we have that picture, right? When we come before God with our sin. <laughs> There's no lawyer that can get me out of it. There's, there's nothing that I can say. Right. I mean, they're playing the video of all everything. And it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't have anything to say. Mm. I'm completely guilty. You found me with my gun, the gun in my hand right next to the body. Like mm-hmm. There's nothing that I can say to get out of this. But, but what we see in justification is, is God himself meets the law right. for me. He satisfies the law for me. Jesus did that in his perfection of his life. He satisfied the law completely and then died in my place. And so he did for me what I simply what I simply cannot do. And so not just the judge, but also the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Also the one where I find myself walking out of the courtroom free. Right. And he stayed behind to pay the penalty which was Life, you you're dying. You're dying today.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I've heard. You know,
1: it's interesting. Our understanding of, of the of, of a legal system is interesting because we often think of lawyers. Right. All yeah. Uh huh. But my understanding is, in the ancient world, it was much more personal. To where, if you had an issue with me, you brought an accusation against me, and we came to a judge. Right. And and I, the judge dealt with me. It's like Judge Judy. Like, judge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: well, and you would bring witnesses, right? right. It says and to bring you, witnesses, you kind of and... did that
1: on your own, or you might be able to bring, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. so lawyered up, like no, it
3: is yeah, today. right, mm-hmm. right. It wasn't and like so... you're not sending letters back and forth to each other, right? With it, mm-hmm. was like, it was like it's like
1: when Jesus was Pontius Pilate, you got an issue, we'll go we'll see the judge, mm-hmm. Jewish leaders here versus Jesus over here, and we'll make a decision, right? And, um, and so I think. It's just helpful to, to get that. That was kind of the ancient concept. wherever mm-hmm. they thought of a judge and, uh, and legal systems, it was much more personal in that aspect. In that sense, yeah. Um, it still was based upon law, but um, but yeah. So we go before God, and we haven't conformed to the law at all. And Jesus shows up um, and says, "I've I've done it all." I, I, I don't know who it was. If it it was some some it was some Lutheran guy probably who said the law always condemns. Mm -hmm. the law, because the law always commands me to do stuff and I can't meet any Mm -hmm. of the commandments. I can't fully ever conform. So the law always condemns me when the gospel comes in Jesus Christ and says, he did it all. Mm -hmm. He conformed to the law for us. And so that's why Romans five, nine, we have now been justified by his blood, Mm -hmm. by his death, his violent,
2: bloody death on the Mm -hmm. cross. Um, have you guys ever been in a... Were you guys ever in a situation as a kid where your mom was like, just just wait till your dad gets home? Mm-hmm. Did you ever face that before? Oh, yeah. Almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever face that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. scary. That's, a, yeah? that's like a scary thing. And then you mm-hmm. see your dad like coming down the road and you hear him in the house and then you hear your mom go to him and you're like, oh, it's happening. You your heart's and, pounding. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> um, but sometimes my dad... Wouldn't punish me, yeah, and it, you know, this grace explains a lot, actually. Your grace <laughs> would happen, <laughs> but that moment, that feeling, is a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, that yeah is a good it's relief. Yeah, yeah, the, the relief yeah. that comes from there, and I'm, you know, just trying to <clears throat> close this out, I guess, just with like mm-hmm. our response to what Christ has done for us, and mm-hmm. thinking about again, like walking out yeah. of that courtroom. Where he stays behind hmm. and he takes that penalty, that feeling one would feel good, but two would feel like I I need to give my life to him. Hmm. He gave me life, and I need to be thankful. I gotta show him thanks somehow. I gotta I gotta do something of what that you know. There there should be that feeling too. Um, so there's this great joy that I have life, but also this understanding of it really isn't my own anymore because he paid for it. As we talked about, he sacrificed for it. And so what must Mm -hmm. I do? And that's why we say we're people of the word. The word tells us now what we do, right? Mm -hmm. It says, go and obey, go and go and live your life, glorifying God Mm and everything you say and everything you, and everything you do. And, um, Mm -hmm. that's one of the good things I think about Holy week, you know, as we, this, this, uh, these are the things that should be on our mind. And, rejuvenate, if you want to say, just of, mm-hmm. of faithfulness and perseverance in the gospel and those times when you are struggling, you know, with whatever and you want to ask God, why am I, you know, going through this or why, why is this happening now to think, I don't really need to ask him those questions because he actually gave everything for me, mm-hmm. you know, everything. I, I don't deserve a thing. I shouldn't be alive. I shouldn't be breathing. I shouldn't have any money. I shouldn't have anything but I do and it's because of of him and what he has done and so whatever the day holds whatever the future holds hmm. it's okay as long as I'm found in him and mm-hmm. he tells me I am and mm-hmm. and so I'm going to trust him with I'm going to trust him with that I don't it's hard for me to think about justification and not be humble <laughs> like it just yeah.
3: brings such yep. humility mm-hmm. you know yep. and uh just an awe mm-hmm. I guess What you said makes me think of the passage that you preached on this past Sunday, even in John 12, verse 24. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. I mean, it's almost a call of like, my hour has come, you know. You know, he'll say other places, take take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what mm-hmm. you're doing, but it just made me think of that.
1: Yeah, yep. And you just say elsewhere in John later on, is it like fourteen, fifteen? If you love me, keep my commandments.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've shown you this this depth of love, um, mm-hmm. and and that's that. Also, again, also another thing reminds me of the opening to the Ten Commandments, the preface. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, he's reminding us, I am your God. I am your Lord. I am your Redeemer. Um, I mean, we've been uh, that's from like the Westminster Shorter Catechism that says that because the God is the Lord and our God and Redeemer. Therefore, we are bound to keep all his commandments.
2: Yeah, and the good thing in that too, like that could seem daunting, but the good thing is it doesn't say now that I've done this, you have to be a pastor. You have right. to you have to go do this right. special thing, right? You right. gotta all these which a lot of times we want to do or we feel we need to do, and it's like, no, 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 no. God isn't asking that of you. Now some he is. I'm I'm a pastor. There are missionaries, there are all these different there are people who've given their life for for the gospel, who've been martyred, all these things. But what, he, what does he say? He says, okay, now go and obey my commands. Go and just be, go and be faithful, right? We see in, we'll see in Ephesians, be a good family member, be a good, be a good worker, be a good boss, right? Be, be these things that you do every day, but do them for my glory, do them for my honor, right? Do them to honor me. And sure, there's gonna be times, I think, in our life, in everybody's life, there's gonna be times, I think, when God hmm. calls us to do something out of the ordinary. And what I mean by that might be, going to your neighbor intentionally and like sharing the gospel with them or something where you God leads you to do that. I'm not saying that's not part of it. Um, but what God calls us to do is just a faithful life where you are to him, right mm-hmm. to him and uh, no more than that and no less and no less than that. And uh, I think we can all see how we struggle with that, how we fall short of that. Uh, but again, I'm thankful it's not about me. I didn't redeem myself. Jesus did, right? I didn't reconcile myself. Jesus did. Um, And he's just (laughs) called me to be moldable. Let him mold me and make me into the image of his son. And one day I look forward to being molded into that image when I'm not here anymore. I'm with him forever. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. What's on that
2: passage? It wasn't in Revelation. It is. Oh, I I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. So but it's
0: so I Isaiah saw the Isaiah sixty three, he prophesies about it. I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the people from the peoples no one was with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood splattered on my garments and stained all my apparel. And then later on, I trampled down the peoples in my anger. I made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. Hmm. And then the three angels the harvesting of the earth
2: yes yeah, the bl- the bowls
0: yep um, the third one so the imagery here is they're harvesting the earth the grapes
1: mhm it's an image of wrath
0: yes uh, so the angel swung his sickle across the earth and gathered the grape the grape harvest of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of god and the winepress was trodden outside the city and blood flowed from the winepress as high as a horse's bridle for a 1600 stadiae. I don't know how long that is. A couple of football fields? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, even, I don't <laughs> know what that's crazy. Horse is crazy is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a lot of blood. That'll preach. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, God's wine press of wrath. Whew. Well,
1: wow. it's a lot of blood. Tim, well, you're Italian. You know about wine. So.
2: No, I, I just say I like my steak medium rare. Okay. <laughs> that's where my mind goes. <laughs> thinking about blood. <laughs> okay. 15 seconds that's on not each actually blood in it. No, it's mostly water. It's almost all water actually oh, that you see there. The red in. Yeah. Yeah, it's water. But you know, some people can't handle that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> as long as it's not <laughs> yeah. cold, I yeah. <laughs> You know, what? all I can say is this
1: is Jesus probably never ate anything with the blood. And so I'm just saying I'm just following. Are you saying he was kosher? And Moses, maybe. And, you know, yeah. I by the way I did see that Cholula is listed as kosher mm. That's on fantastic. its bottle. That's it fantastic. says that.
3: so. That's all you need to know. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so
1: much for listening to this. Um, this has been an awesome episode to talk about the uh, the cross of Christ. We hope that it's a an encouragement to you. We hope to see you at Good Friday uh, service at six o'clock if you're able to be there. Um, We'd love to see you there and uh, Easter Sunday um, as we remember the resurrection of of Jesus. So thank you very much. Take care and have a great week. Bye-bye.